Hi, and welcome to Failureology, a podcast about engineering failures. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm Brian, and we're both from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to our 20th mini failure episode. I can't believe we're already at 20. That's pretty cool. Our mini failure episodes can almost legally buy a beer in America. A couple episodes ago, they could buy a beer in Canada. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. That's pretty, that's pretty normal. As you all know, we're bringing you engineering failures in bite-sized pieces. Make no mistake, these are still significant failures, but they either have pretty straightforward causes or they happened a really long time ago and there's just not enough information for a full episode, but we still think they're really interesting and we want to share them with you. These episodes are also just the failure, so no news segment and no fake ads. It's like failureology light, a simpler, lower calorie version of failureology. This week's mini failure is about DreamWorld's Thunder River Rapids ride. Before we get into the episode, we did a while ago an episode about the Kankaria amusement park ride failure that occurred in India. Uh, I think it was in 2017 or 2019. That was on a previous mini failure episode. And from there, I got some other ride failure suggestions from a listener. You know who you are. I'm not sure if I can out you, but you know who you are. And one, I really appreciated those recommendations because there were they were fantastic. And that also sent me on on an, down an entire rabbit hole of of amusement park engineering failures. And there are so many. We could do a series just on amusement park failures. There's so many and they're all so interesting and of course very tragic, but interesting, interesting. So this one's about the DreamWorld's Thunder River Rapids ride, and that one is located in Australia. Four riders were killed on October 25th, 2016 after colliding with a raft in front of them after a pump failed and the water levels in the ride dropped quickly. The ride was closed following the accident, and it never reopened, and it was demolished in 2018. You're going to look at these rides differently after this episode or after previous episodes we've done about amusement park accidents these water rides to me they've always seemed fairly low risk they're they don't go very fast you sit in a tube or you sit in a log didn't seem to be a lot that could go wrong you're not flying through the air similar to the indoor haunted rides like ghost train fire that we talked about earlier this month low risk at least they seem that way not a lot should go wrong but here we are talking about it on an episode of Failureology. Yeah, I think you, I, I assume you guys have all experienced this. You're at an amusement park. You've been riding roller coasters all day. You're hot and sweaty and gross, and you just want to ride a nice kind of lazy river ride. And so you go on these raft rides. And, and even though there are rapids, they're not extensive. You're in this big pontoon and you're kind of strapped into a seat and and the the rapids are man-made and you get splashed with some water, you cool down. And they're they've they're always kind of those rides that I take almost as a break from the intensity of the roller coaster rides. I do love roller coasters. Yeah, like these rides, they look like they should be exciting for babies and old people. Yeah. And so to see, you know, we're we're obviously gonna get into it, but to have something so tragic happen on one of these rides has definitely made me look at them differently. And I don't know if I want to get on them anymore. This is really freaky. So maybe 
maybe let's get into it. If you're on the way to an amusement park as you're listening to this, maybe skip this one, pick a different episode, pick this one up after you get in the car on the way home. Dreamworld is an amusement park located in between Brisbane and Gold Coast in Australia, and the Thunder River Rapids ride was located in the town of Gold Rush section of the park, and it opened on December 11th, 1986, and it was amongst the most popular rides at Dreamworld, which might say something about Dreamworld if this is one of the most popular rides. I think it's popular because these types of rides appeal to a wide range of people. They're enjoyable. They're a way to cool down on a hot day. They're not too intense. There's, you know, they're not throwing you around. So these are a, there's are a low risk ride, a low barrier to entry. I think that's why they're so popular. It's like the swings. Maybe this one, maybe this one came with a free complimentary beer. That's, that's the only way I can see it being very popular although it is australian it gets ridiculously hot there during the summer so i can see how this might be a popular thing we've converted him people we've converted him (laughs) i also do like the water rides they're some of my favorite ones the riders in this ride they sat in a six-person raft and it traveled into a cave down a set of rapids into a large water catchment area and then up a conveyor belt to the boarding station the ride was fairly short at 410 meters long and it had a maximum speed of 45 kilometers per hour. And it took about four minutes to get through all of the excitement that happened on this ride. I will say 45 kilometers per hour is actually pretty fast. I know that's kind of residential zone speed limits. 45 when you're out exposed in a raft is fairly fast. I've definitely gone that fast on my bicycle down a hill. Not quite on purpose. If It's fast. You're like, oh, I think I should slow down. So the ride consisted of a 1.3 meter deep by three to five meter wide concrete trough. And that ran the length of the ride. There were two water pumps, one on the north side and one on the south side that had the ability to pump up to 4,000 liters per second. These are some pretty big pumps. In HVAC, the pumps that I typically deal with are less than 20 liters per second. Most of them are less than 10 liters per second, but sometimes we do get into larger pumps. For those of you listening that work in oil and gas, 4,000 liters per second is probably not too crazy, probably not completely outside of the realm of what you're normally dealing with. But for me, these are these are significant pumps. The ride also had a conveyor system, which helped move the raft back up to the loading platform. And the rafts themselves were made of a fiberglass tub and a rubber tube. There were pneumatic gates, there was an operated control system, and then of course there were raft support rails that ran down the middle of the trough through the loading and unloading areas, and that's just to help the raft from tipping side to side as people are getting in and out. On to the failure. On the day of the accident, the ride was being operated at maximum capacity for two operators with nine rafts. Around 2 p.m., one of the ride's two large water pumps, the south pump in this case, failed, causing the water level in the ride to drop quickly. As a result of this, a full raft got stuck at the top of the conveyor belt system. About a minute later, another full raft came up the conveyor and collided with the first stranded raft, causing both rafts to pivot upwards, driven by the movement of the conveyor. The first raft lands flat but the second one moved quickly into a vertical position and four of the six passengers fell out of the raft. Two of the riders became trapped under the conveyor and two drowned under the raft. 
The other two passengers, who were children, were able to stay on the raft and climb to safety once staff turned it off. Just thinking about that, that seems pretty terrifying. You're going up the conveyor, you're riding along in your raft, having a good time, having some laughs, cooling off, and then your raft flips over and two people get trapped underneath the conveyor. Like, that is, that is terrifying. It, it's terrifying. I don't want to ride another one of these again. This is awful and so preventable. So preventable. So the official cause of the failure was improper maintenance and lack of staff training. But there's a few questions that we have. Yeah, so I understand lack of improper maintenance is because the pump failed. And this pump, well, actually both pumps, had a history of failing. So this isn't the first time this happened. I think if I remember correctly... The pump had failed earlier even that day. Um, This was just the first time that there was a catastrophic accident because of the pump failure. So improper maintenance was definitely a factor on the pump's failure itself. Also lack of staff training, as we'll get into, the staff didn't really, I don't blame them. They don't know all the inner workings of the ride. The one of the operators was was experienced and had several years of experience. One of the ride operators was fairly new to the park. So uh, that said, even with years of experience, I wouldn't expect them to know the ins and outs or the inner workings of how this ride is constructed. That does seem a little bit beyond the extent of their role. But I I think where the lack of staff training comes in is about where they were placed and where the emergency stops were. So there wasn't really an effective way for the staff to communicate with each other. The, The onloading and offloading were in separate parts of the ride. So you would come up to the top of the conveyor and get off and then empty rides would go around the corner and get refilled with new riders. And so there was a staff operator at each location and they didn't really have a clear line of sight to each other and they didn't have an effective way to communicate. And I also, if I remember correctly, the emergency stop button was only at the onloading piece, which was around the corner. And so there wasn't a great way for them to turn the ride off. Those are the official causes though. There's a, there's some other problems here and that's that there is no effective pump redundancy for a pump failure to be this catastrophic to me That tells me that this pump is a critical component of the system design. And therefore, that pump failing should not not cause this to happen such that there should be a backup pump. So there should be two pumps that work together so that when one pump fails, the other one turns on and prevents this type of accident or this scenario from occurring. And the fact that this wasn't viewed as a redundant piece of the system, I think, was a critical miss by the original system designer in my opinion there's there's absolutely no redundancy in this just having the two pumps the north and the south pump and then as soon as one pump fails everything or the water level starts to drop rapidly i feel there should be some ancillary pump that's even at half volume or half capacity or just just some ability for or, or just some redundancy in this in the system yeah and i i think going back to the staff training the the first raft initially got stuck a good minute, even 30 seconds before the second raft collided with it. So there was an opportunity to stop the ride when the first raft became stuck. And they didn't do that. And I don't necessarily blame the operators. Like I said, I don't think they could have foreseen what fatal accident was going to happen. 
But had the processes been in place for them to to stop the ride once a raft was stuck, I think this could have been prevented. As with every failure we've talked about, there's multiple points where the failure could have been prevented that just all of these things went wrong. It's a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, so they did have CCTV camera array. There were were five CCTV cameras in this ride that would display on the monitor at the main control panel. But there is no way to communicate between the loading station and the unloading station. There there wasn't a radio. Um, And like Nicole mentioned, there was only the one emergency stop button at at the loading platform. After this accident happened... Bush Gardens in Tampa, Florida, shut down their condo River Rapids ride to review and run safety checks after they heard about Thunder River, which is something that we see pretty commonly in these types of failures. No one wants to be that guy. And so when these failures happen, a lot of other people look at their similar systems and similar designs to see if they're at risk of this happening to them, which I think is is a silver lining, if you will. I'd love for us to look at this before those types of things happen, but we are much more reactionary than we are proactive. And so I'm just hoping that future accidents were at least prevented as an outcome of the Thunder River uh, Rapids ride. Still unfortunate, totally preventable, didn't need to happen, but here we are. Dreamworld had, unfortunately, and I think, I think tactlessly, had planned to reopen this ride three days after this accident on October 28th. Luckily, that was cancelled, and they never did reopen the ride, as Brian had mentioned, which I think is a great choice for them. I think that would be extremely rude to reopen this ride after this tragic death that was caused by failures on the ride. I also don't know who would get on this ride again after that occurred having known what had happened on this ride before. On October 29th, so four days after the accident, the Queensland government announced a bunch of safety inspections as well as an audit of state workplace health and safety laws. The ride, as we'd mentioned, had several breakdowns in the days before the accident. And as we've also talked about, it had several design and construction issues. A bunch of different things contributed to this failure, not just the pump failure itself. And, And all of these contributed... All of these things, had they been reviewed with a different lens, could have prevented this accident from happening. You know, this ride was built in the 80s. We didn't know a lot of things back then. As these types of accidents occur, our rules and regulations get improved to prevent them from happening again. And so there is an evolving process of codes and standards as accidents occur. And it is hard to foresee any possible risk. It's also hard to accommodate for every possible risk. I think you have to find a balance. Obviously here, the the balance is no one dies. But I think in general, to prevent all risk completely, it's it's quite costly. And it probably doesn't make a very fun amusement park ride. And so I, I think there's a balance that they have to find. On July 21st, 2020, charges were laid against DreamWorld's parent company filed under the Work Health and Safety Act. They ended up pleading guilty and they paid 3.6 million Australian dollars in fines, which is equivalent to about 2.8 million US dollars. So there you have it. The Dreamworld Thunder River Rapids ride, a failing pump caused a fatal accident on what was supposed to be a family-friendly ride. Maintenance plans as well as redundancy of critical systems are an important part of engineering design, 
to prevent accidents like this from occurring. Thanks for listening to this mini failure episode. For our regular episodes, check out Failureology wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to chat with us, our Twitter handle is at Failureology. You can email us at thefailureologypodcast at gmail.com. You can connect with us on LinkedIn, or you can message us right in the Patreon app. And there's links to all of these in the show notes. Bye, everyone. Talk soon.